going on there, youth pastors? Paul Turner here from the discipleproject.net. Hope you had a most excellent 4th of July celebration, whatever that was for you and your family. And uh, summer is uh, quickly passing us by, which I don't mind that so much. I mean, summer is... Summer's okay. I mean, the best thing about summer is camp, right? And probably as you're listening to this, I am away at camp. This would be my, this is my, I don't know what to say. If you're listening to this now, just go ahead and pray because this would be my first camp in about four years, probably. And I got to figure out if my body is operating in the way it should be and whether or not I'm having to stay up till 3 a.m. or whether or not, you know, I can compete in any activities (laughs) at all. (laughs) So, yeah. So if you're listening, just be in prayer and pray for me and uh, we'll see what happens. I'm sure I'm fine. I'm fine. Listen, if there's no episode after this one, you know that that it wasn't fine and somehow... uh, the Lord just took me, probably because I asked him to. <laughs> oh my goodness, youth ministry is so much fun, isn't it? It's a blast. I hope you're having fun with it. I hope that you're enjoying your time because let me tell you this one, it's, you know, before I got this recent gig that I had, I, you know, had worked so many different jobs. I had, you know, been on and off with various things and man, let me tell you what, stick with it as long as you can, man. That's all I can tell you because when you're not in it, All you do is crave it. And when you're in it, some days all you do is beg to get out of it. But let me tell you something. The Lord is good, and the Lord's been good to me by giving me yet another opportunity to serve him as a youth pastor and serve this generation, loving students, helping them grow, helping them become who they need to become in Christ, praying with kids, all the good stuff, man, and working with parents and working with the church. You know, it's all growth, man. It's all growth. And that leads me to today's topic and number five in our list of the five plans that every new youth pastor needs to have. And I think every youth pastor, new or not, needs to have them. And if you, this is your first episode, by the way, thank you for listening. Thank you for checking out this episode. And I hope it brings a lot of value to you. And if you're a regular, welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of the show. So today we're talking about the five plans this is the fifth and uh, talking about burnout and the fact of uh, why youth pastors need a growth plan, we need a growth plan. How am I going to grow my own life in within my craft and within my calling and also just within my normal everyday life, right? You have to have a growth plan. And this is coming from somebody who has experienced burnout who has been at times hyper-focused on just one aspect of his life, which is ministry. Uh, that's both good and bad, right? Because if I'm extremely focused, well, then, you know, I'm, I'm getting things done. I mean, that's why I have a YouTube channel, a podcast, uh, and a blog, <laughs> and, a, and a dozen other things that I'm focused on because I want to serve, uh, I want to serve youth pastors like you. And so, yes, even at this stage of the game, I have to have a growth plan. Who am I going to be when I'm 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85? How am I going to grow in this thing? Even now, I'm planning that and getting my head wrapped around it. And when I talk about burnout, and I've experienced it, you know, probably more than a half a dozen times in 30 some odd years, I've gone through it. And the most of the times, can I tell you the most often I felt burnout? It's when the wheels in my head started to grind together 
affecting the gears in my soul. When I felt like I had no one to talk to, no one to support me, and no one to collaborate with, my soul started to just shrivel up. I can only imagine what new youth pastors today must feel like post-pandemic and all the things that some of you have gone through as a newer youth worker on top of all the pandemic stuff, family stuff, ministry stuff, all that. It's unbelievable. Kudos to you for just living in it and, and dealing with it. But let me share with you, I'll start this off with a study that I just read about, and I'll put a link down in the uh, in the show notes. It's a 2020 study about burnout among Christian youth workers, a cross-national analysis between U.S. and U.K. youth workers feeling isolated or lonely, spiritual dryness, pastor hard to get along with, and too much criticism are the top four items named by these U.S. and U.K. youth workers. Think about that. Feeling isolated or lonely, spiritual dryness, pastor hard to get along with, and too much criticism. My goodness. Well, that's par for the course, to be honest with you. I mean, those are all things that I went through, all things that I felt. And so you can see why having a growth plan. I mean, these things are going to come. These these things happen in the life of a human being. Uh, and especially if you're a youth pastor, you know, those feelings of isolation and loneliness, that happened, happened a lot to me uh, because, uh, I, you know, I worked in churches where you were just on your own. You just dealt with it. And occasionally you met with staff and occasionally you didn't, or you didn't get feedback or you didn't get all those things. Spiritual dryness, like I said, that's that's a human condition. That's so much more why we have, need to have a growth plan, because if you're not feeding your soul, if you're not if you're not doing it for yourself, nobody's going to do it for you. Let's just be really honest. There's a lot of times you sit in church and it's not you're not getting fed. And when I say that, I know that's a, just a lame excuse. But there's also this, because you work there, it's different, I believe, that when you work in a church and you're expecting to be fed by that church, it's very much different because you're behind the scenes. You know what's going on. You know what's happening. You know why somebody's speaking. You really have to just listen to the Holy Spirit and listen to what the Holy Spirit's trying to tell you during a message, because sometimes it's masked by what your impression is or what you know about you know, the people on the staff or people in the church. And you have to go through all that stuff. And, you know, spiritual dryness is a thing. It's not just because you're not eating, you're looking. I believe most youth pastors are wanting, you know, the the spiritual fervency to come from the pulpit and to be fed by that. But a lot of that is blocked out by, you know, just things we know. And, uh, you know, which was the third one, pastor hard to get along with. Right. And uh, that adds to the spiritual dryness because you want your pastor to be your pastor. And, you know, unfortunately, he's your boss 90 percent of the time. And occasionally, you know, they invest in you or talk with you. Once again, I think it's I think it's rare. I do think it's rare where a pastor is taking their youth worker and intentionally mentoring them, intentionally feeding into them. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, as a youth pastor, I felt like I was just a, something on the checklist of things to do to check in with. So, you know, to find out whether I was screwing anything up or not. So, yeah, you need a growth plan uh, because things and situations will change. You know, however long you're at a church, uh, those things are going to change as well. Staff, people, all those things that, that go along with that. And when I say growth, I also mean maturity 
and safety is involved in as well. Because a growth plan, you can always just think about growth and youth workers think about growth in the sense of how, how does this work with my craft? How does this work with how does this work with how well I work with students? What's my growth plan or my business plan? Uh, what's my youth ministry plan to, so I can get better at this thing called youth ministry? And you have to have a growth plan that includes how do I mature myself? Now, maturity will somewhat take care of itself because you're going to grow through these things anyway. You're going to have to mature. It's just part of the deal. But I think there you can you can take the reins of that. You can decide right? That I'm going to mature myself. I'm going to be forgiving and I'm going to be loving and I'm going to, you know, call people out on their stuff and I'm going to mature. I'm going to be the mature person, right? But it's also safety. And I put the word safety in there because I think you have to be able to, as part of your growth plan, you have to keep your, keep your life safe from toxic things. Part of your growth plan is staying, you know, away from people that are going to crush your soul and people that are going to take from you and drain you. And so you have to have a growth plan to be able to do that. And the thing is, when you're a new youth worker, you have eyes wide open and the world is wide open to you. And I don't want to crush those dreams. Can I tell you what? You may be in a great place. And I hope you are. I hope your pastor is awesome. I hope your staff's awesome. I hope people are investing in your life. I hope all of that is true. It's just not what I hear a lot. I just hear a lot of, you know, terrible, dumb things that are happening within God's church. And it's important that you as a new youth worker have a fair amount of optimism, but also a fair amount of caution that when you're growing your life and you are growing and you are getting older, that you put guards on your life. The Bible says, guard your heart for out of it, you know, springs the, the well, wellness of life. Right. And so you, you have to be able to put those things in there into your life. They're going to help you be sustainable as a youth pastor, but also sustainable as a believer and, and not be crushed by the things that are going on around you that that are just, um, you know, crushing your soul and, and, and making you pessimistic and making you critical. And you have to guard against that. Uh, and that's part of having a growth plan, I believe. Now, if you are a new youth pastor, I can't emphasize enough how important feeding your own soul is. In my younger days, I rarely took a day off. I spent every waking moment trying to figure out how to grow the youth ministry and you know meet the needs of others. And, uh, and I, was, I was a grade A ministry martyr. And I was wrong. I'll just tell you, I was wrong by focusing on, the, on those things. And I had to figure out that I had to take my day off. If I didn't take my day off, and I was super protective of my day off. I didn't answer my phone. I don't care who was calling, my pastor, whoever it was. Listen, I'm taking my day off. Normally, I just go to the movies by myself. That was just kind of my thing. I would just go to the movies by myself, hang out, and, and enjoy the quietness, if you will, of life. Uh, and just saying, look, I just want to be by myself. I'm around a lot of people all the time, and they all have, you know, they all need something from me. I just want to go to the movies where nobody knows me, and I'm sitting there by myself and enjoying whatever it is I need to enjoy. And because I was, you know, before that, a grade A martyr, uh, it, it wasn't until my first burnout that I recognized that I needed more time in the Word and less time watching TV or consuming things, more time with my family, less time with students, more time connecting with others and less time in isolation, more time networking with other youth pastors and less time being a Lone Ranger. Now, once again, I had to learn that 
And I had to, uh, and I always had a desire to be with others. I always had a desire to be in a network of people. And, and, uh, and thankfully, you know, I've been able to do that over the years, you know, build networks, you know, a podcast is a network. You guys are in my network and I'm in your network. We're, we're connected because you're listening and I'm talking. Uh, and you know, you guys, normally I give up my phone number. You're always welcome to chat and send me a text or whatever, or send me an email. There's all kinds of information in, uh, on my profiles and other things that you can find. And so we build a network of doing these things. You know, the, when I go in, in, in my community and I'll meet with other youth pastors, I love it. I love sitting down, not just talking shop, but talking about life and talking about family and all those things. Yeah, that last one, more time networking with other youth pastors and less time being alone. See, that last one was it's critical because I needed to know that I wasn't the only one dealing or suffering with the slings and arrows of youth ministry. And I imagine it's the same for you. New youth pastors, you don't have a head full of ideas and spread a lot of, spend a lot of time uh, planning to get these ideas out of their heads and, and into the youth, onto the youth calendar. Uh, but one thing that does not make it on the calendar is how they, the youth pastor themselves, will grow. What is my, what, if it doesn't make the calendar, we're not taking care of ourselves right? We have to put on there, going to the movies today, spending time by myself today, you know, putting my family on the calendar more, more than I'm putting youth events. You know, there is inf information growth like podcasts, books, YouTube, etc. right? There's information growth, but there's also relational growth, time with like-minded people. In the study that I mentioned earlier uh, between the U.S. and the U.K. about burnout, it said that of the uh, of those who experienced burnout, 19% received some form of counseling or therapy, and is the second most common recovery element of participants. Some form of encouragement from leadership, pastor, or mentor was often connected to receiving counseling and thus staying in ministry. And I, I can't affirm that enough. I've had both counseling and therapy and all the things I've had, you know, I've, I've gone through all my processes and allowed people to speak into my life. And, and part of that is just giving up control. And part of that is just telling myself, I don't have it all figured out and I have to listen to other people. And, uh, and so I'm getting better at that, better at that as I get older. And uh, my hope is that part of my growth plan is that I will consistently do that, consistently reach out to people and say, hey, I'm, you know, maybe I'm not doing so well. Would you pray for me? A lot of it is, too, and if I can give you this encouragement, you know, sometimes you have to respond to your own altar calls. Um, you have to, you know, even in church, uh, just recently, you know, uh, my birthday week, you know, I turned 54. And that week, the pastor, my pastor, who's a great pastor, uh, who we sit and talk and have coffee, and it's, it's really a wonderful relationship. You know, I responded to the altar call because I felt safe there, and I felt like, you know, I needed to go up, and I need to, uh, I need to respond to things, and I need to respond for my own soul's sake, not praying for people in the altar call, going up for prayer in the altar call. And so I encourage you that if it's a safe place for you to do it, go and respond to the altar. Allow other people to pray for you. It is not a sign of weakness. It is not a sign that you don't have things under control. It is not a sign that you're a loser or you're lame or you're dysfunctional or you're the biggest sinner in the world. It just means I am like everybody else and I need prayer. I need God to touch my life and I need other people to lay their hands on me and speak words of life over me and ask God to do a work in my heart. That's the deal, guys. 
That is the deal. If you can do that, that's part of growth strategy is and having a growth plan and a maturing strategy and a safe strategy is that I'm going to be spiritually connected with the people around me and allow uh, a certain sense of vulnerability to be manifest in my life uh, and not always be covering up and not always be secretive in the sense of not allowing other people to know what's going on in our lives. So take what I've said today with a grain of salt. Take what I've said. Take, you know, whatever the Lord speaks to your heart through what I've shared today. I've just shared my heart today, guys. And this is a this is a subject that I've been thinking about for a very long time. It's been a part of my life, burnout, growth plans, growing my own life, figuring out how to, you know, mature in the faith, mature in life. We're never we're never stopped. We're never stopped maturing. You, you know, you can meet some 70-year-olds who are immature um, because that's just the way they remained. And I just don't want to be that. I, I want to be a mature believer. Uh, I also want to be a mature person. And so you need that in your life. And that's it, guys. That's all I have to say about that. I, I, I've gone long today, but I hope that you'll forgive me and I hope that you've found value in what I've shared with you today. And listen, if you are needing somebody, and if you are needing, first of all, I encourage you to reach out to the people that are directly around you, the people who love you, the people, your family and other people, and, and really allow them to you know speak good things into your life. Uh, you know, next, of course, there's those in the church. If you can find somebody safe, if you can find somebody you can talk to, somebody that you allow to mentor you, uh, especially if you're a new youth pastor, you know, find those people that are going to, you know, be your, be your, uh, you know, not your buddy, but, but be your champion. They will champion you. They will, they will appreciate you. I have a gentleman like that in my church right now, brother Bill, brother Bill is just an awesome guy. And, uh, he always, uh, affirms me and, and all that. And, uh, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. I love brother Bill. And so I want to encourage you to find a brother Bill in your in your neck of the woods and and allow them to speak life to you every week, every chance that you get. And listen, if you don't have anybody, sure. Do I have a do I have a a, 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 a element that you could use for your growth strategy? Sure. It's called my monthly mentor. It's a month to month basis if you want it, or it's every three months and you get a free month out of the deal. And if you want to sit and talk, we talk shop, we talk life. We talk about all the things. I usually use a six question format and then just allow people to share and allow people to, you know, bounce ideas off each other where you don't feel so isolated, where you don't feel like, um, you know, you're the weirdo in the room. <laughs> We're all weirdos in the room. So come join the weirdos. We're, we'll be fine together. We'll make it. And if you're interested, once again, link down in the show notes, check it out for yourself. If it's for you, get it. If it's not, no worries. And that's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening to my heart. I've, it was very therapeutic for me today. I hope it was helpful for you. And once again, you can always leave a five-star review over on uh, Apple or wherever, you know, on Apple podcast there, you can leave five stars in a review. Be happy to read your review uh, on the air here. And uh, once again, if, uh, if you've not heard lately that you're doing a good job, my bet is you are. You're doing a good job. It's just that people don't see it. They're so focused on their lives that they're not looking at what you're doing. You're just kind of in, get your head down and you're moving forward. And I just want to encourage you, you are doing a good job. And listen, you're going to only going to get better. Just keep at it. Keep moving forward. Get yourself a growth plan. And uh, you won't be uh, always heavily reliant uh, upon the opinions of others. Uh, you get a growth plan going and uh, you're going to keep your soul healthy and you're going to be able to stay the game a lot longer. Have a great week, everybody. And don't forget to pray for me while I'm at camp. We'll talk to you later.